This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. I want to quickly tell you that if you missed episode 59, where we talked about how to build financial wealth, make sure you go back and check that one out. It was based on a training that Gary Keller did here on how he has built his financial wealth. It is a rare opportunity to seek the perspective of someone who has just achieved an extraordinary amount of financial wealth in their life. So make sure you go back and listen to episode 59. In this episode, we're going to do another case study. We've shared with you before that we really believe society has set you up to waste your time. We firmly believe in holding your hand so that you can get the clarity you need and the control over your time so you can live the extraordinary life that you deserve. That's why today we are going to release a bonus module from our Time Blocking Mastery course. This is something that is specifically reserved for people who have invested in Time Blocking Mastery, who have said, I want to get serious about forming power habits that stick. This is a video that we released to them as a way to help them get practical examples of what it means to do this over time. If you'd like to learn more about Time Blocking Mastery, you can go to timeblockingmastery.com to sign up for a training that we have walking you through time blocking and does offer Time Blocking Mastery at the end. Or you can go straight to theonething.com and click on the shop page and you'll see it there as well. The woman you are going to meet today is someone who has been going on her road to mastery. She's someone who I think is going to resonate with many of you. If you're that person who does not have the most outgoing personality, if you're the person who sometimes doubts themselves, who sometimes wonders if it'll be possible for you to live the kind of life that you really want to be living, this will really resonate with you. Today's episode is all about what happens when you think big in terms of a vision for your life and you start by acting really small and building momentum. So with that, let's get into this case study video from our Time Blocking Mastery course with Jamie Farrago. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Hey everyone, Jeff Woods here. I'm here with Jamie Farrago, someone who, she's one of you. Someone who had read the book, said, okay, this is awesome. I want to try to live it and has decided to give herself permission to do a 66-day challenge and another one and another one. And how many now? 
I think I'm at like seven or eight by now. Seven or eight yeah, by now? Okay. That I've completed. You know, full full transparency. She is on the Paprizan property team. So that means, yep. <laughs> uh, so Jay's wife, Wendy, has a team here in Austin and Jamie is on the team. So she's, she's in the family. So it's kind of like you drink the Kool-Aid. We wanted to record this for you today just to, to pull the curtain back, to do a case study on what it looks like when you start to habit stack. I know a lot of you, when you come into time blocking mastery, you know that there's a lot of areas you need to improve. You are very tempted to try to create more than one habit at a time. Even if you do start with one, two weeks in, you're like, oh, I got this. I'm doing another. No, narrow your focus. Yet you've been doing it for several years now. Yeah, I would say it's been about two years that I've been doing them. Okay, cool. So what first inspired you to go on a 66-day challenge? To be honest, I was kind of in a time in my life where I was really stressed out all the time. I was very tired all the time. I had really unhealthy habits and I just was really tired of it and I wanted to feel a lot better. So I had been on the Papazan team for a couple of years and I was getting used to having goals and I was used to having an accountability partner and I had been able to achieve some of those goals and I started getting a little bit more confident and figuring out what it was that I really wanted. And so I decided, well, I'm going to try one of these 66 day challenges. We talk about it so much at work and we preach it to so many people like I should give it a shot. Mm -hmm. So I did. And the first one that I chose was it could be easy for most people, but for me, it was so hard and it was giving up soda. So it wasn't, it was something really small and not a huge deal, but I I purposely picked something that was going to be kind of small for my first one. Why? That seems counterintuitive to me. Because doing something that's such a huge concept or something big can feel very intimidating for me. And so just, it's my personality to kind of ease into things. Mm-hmm. So naturally... That's how it happened for me. So what I love about that, and this is something that um, I did not necessarily know when I started on my road to mastery, was just the idea of thinking big in terms of a vision and starting by acting really small. I think uh, just from interacting with the people in the community, a lot of them feel like, I've got so much to do. Let me just pick that big one that I got to tackle. I'm going to tackle my weight. (laughs) I'm going to tackle meditation. I'm going to tackle that relationship that really has just needs rehabilitation. Right. And but they start themselves off biting off more than they can chew. Yes. And then it becomes very overwhelming and you feel like you're a complete failure and you can't do it. And that's when you end up giving up. But just stopping drinking soda. I mean, come on. What's that going to do for you? Well, I mean, besides like all the health benefits to it, you know, it was just it's something that I needed to do. I felt like it was I don't know, something had a hold of me where I had to wake up and I'm like, okay, where's my soda? And I just got tired of like always needing to have that thing. It was kind of a crutch for me. Get it. So I, I wanted to get rid of that for sure. And did you end up making that a habit? I did. How long? <laughs> I'm sorry? How long did it take? It it took me, um, not. I would say not quite the 66 days. Cool. Um, honestly, after two or three weeks, I felt like, I didn't need it anymore. And I actually 
um, went to the store and I bought a Dr. Pepper. So I was like, screw this 66-day challenge. I'm going to have one. I'm doing good. Um, and I bought it and I took one tiny sip of it and it tasted so gross to me. And I felt like I was doing something wrong Interesting. by having it. And so that's when I knew, okay, I actually broke this habit and I don't need them anymore. Oh, cool. It's interesting because most of the people, when we interact with you, when I think of the habits, it's usually something you want to add to your life. I want mm-hmm. to go to the gym. I want to plan my meals. I want to meditate. I think this is the first time I've heard somebody say, no, I want to stop. Yeah. Outside of smoking. <laughs> I want to stop drinking soda. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, that's two years ago, right? Yes. So what's it like now when someone, you're at a restaurant and somebody orders a soda? I don't, I mean, it, it's not even a thing for me anymore. Cool. I don't even think about it. Cool. So, and so when you when you did that, what was your mindset? Where was your confidence? My confidence level mm-hmm. when I finished it. It's even though it was just giving up soda, my confidence level completely changed. Mm. Um, I would say when I first started on the team, when I first started working on goals, and even the sixty sixty challenges, that was something that I was really struggling with was my confidence level, and. To be full disclosure, very low self-esteem, and just constantly spending time on yourself, even if it's a small thing, will do so much for your confidence. Mm. So I would say the the biggest difference in me is my self-esteem is up. I have a huge boost of confidence, and it's made a huge difference in my life because it's because of that confidence that I was able to end up making really big decisions for myself. And, you know, I'm doing the things that I want and getting things that I want out of my life now because I now have the confidence that I needed. You said some big things. What are some of those big things that have happened? Some of those big things, um, getting my health in check for sure. I am eating right. I'm sleeping well. I'm almost down 25 pounds. Yeah. And I'm just putting myself out there more. And so I've just met so many great people. Um, I ended up finding um, a huge passion of mine that I didn't know about um, that I've kind of felt like I found my tribe of people. Cool. I've ended some really bad relationships that I've had, you know, and that's, they were, it was totally necessary and it was a hard thing to do. And I don't know that I could say that that would have happened if I wouldn't have been putting in the time for myself mm. to do these challenges. So, <clears throat> It's always cool when um, I get to sit down with someone like yourself mm-hmm. and, and get just to hear about how you think big. You started really small, mm-hmm. but then you get to see what happens with the halo effect. I know many of you um, who have been in this community for a while you're, you've done multiple 66-day challenges. You know what this looks like. But for those of you who are new to this, you haven't formed your first power habit yet. You're just, mm-hmm. you're not really sure. And, you know, the first few weeks, I'm sure you have the motivation. You're excited. But then the... Sh- shiny new object. Yeah. But then the novelty <laughs> wears off. And then you realize your environment doesn't support you. And it almost attacks you. And it's hard. Yet, it's just... Something that starts as small as I'm going to stop drinking soda to transforming really your perception of yourself. Absolutely. I would agree. 
That's cool. Mm-hmm. What are what's been your biggest challenge going through this journey over the last few years? I'm kind of on a like self discovery path right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to figure out what exactly it is that I want. I would make a goal. I would start a new challenge, and sometimes I would f- I would find out that you know what I'm actually really not into this right now. I like mm. for example. I I knew that I wanted to be more positive. I wanted to be more grateful. And um, so I thought, okay, well, at the end of the day, I'm going to write down five really good things that happened to me today, which I know a lot of people at Keller Williams have done this exact one. And and I was doing that, and um, I was probably two weeks in, and it wasn't really giving me the effect Mm -hmm. that I was wanting. I didn't feel any different than before. And so I learned that, oh, well, I just, okay, I just need to adjust it to something else. So what is it that I really am needing right now? And what that one turned into is that I needed to be doing some sort of affirmations for myself Mm. to start my day off right, you know, do another, like, boost in confidence, things like that. Yeah, I'm just just trying to figure out exactly, you know, what's my one thing? What Where do I want to be in five years from now? And... um, the tools that, you know, the one thing can give you is f- figuring that out. So, yeah. Well, I think you're touching on something that I think pretty much every single one of you has asked as you've come into time blocking mastery, which is how do I know if I have the right one thing? Right. How do I know <laughs> which thing to choose first? Right. What I love about what you did, Jamie, is you didn't let the analysis paralyze you. Right. What I'm hearing is that you weren't clear, but you tried. You right. took action versus what I think a lot of us are tempted is we don't want to pick the wrong thing. And so we mm-hmm. do, therefore, nothing. Right. But it's getting into that action that helped you realize that, you know what? Writing down three, five awesome things that happened today, that's not my one thing. Right. However, because you took that, then you were able to identify the fact that it's affirmations that were. Right. Exactly. So it's just been a huge learning process for me. And um, my one thing has been evolving over the last couple of years and it continues to. So it's, it's, I would say it's not exactly about, you don't have to know exactly what your one thing is. Mm -hmm. You just have to start somewhere, even if it's something really small. And I would actually recommend that over going for the huge goal first. Yeah. Well, I think this has been the, the cool experience for, for Jay and I is Riding shotgun, watching all of you go through your 66-day challenges to really understand what it looks like to live this. Because that curse of knowledge, I mean, for Jay, writing the book, mm-hmm. the, the curse of knowledge is tremendous. And I'm dealing with it now, but realizing how important that momentum is. That's why we've talked about in the foundational modules that, that importance of choosing something that you actually can do to build that momentum, to build that confidence, like you right. said. Mm-hmm. It's just it's the lead domino. If there's somebody who's watching this right now who's just really struggling, mm-hmm. they just feel lost, they're not quite sure what to do, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? I would just reassure you that it's okay that you're feeling that way um, and that I think it's a really good thing that you're at least thinking about getting yourself in a better place. So it's it, it doesn't always happen overnight. So... All, all you have to do is just find one really simple thing to do and just go at it every single day. 
And if you miss a day, that's okay. You can just start over. Mm. It, it doesn't, you don't have to be perfect. That, that would be the one thing that I would well, say. To, say a, to a few hours before this, um, Gary was teaching a, a class on what it means to really be wealthy, which has very little to do with financial and everything to do with your mindset. He was telling his story of how he, the things that used to drive him, uh, the idea of perfection, the idea of proving to other people, basically outward forces and stimulus. And when he finally realized that perfection is nothing, that true success doesn't come without failure, you're not going to learn from your successes. You learn from your failure. Therefore, embrace the failure. Fail as fast as possible. Every single one of you, I have yet to meet or talk to one of you who has had a textbook perfect 66-day challenge where you did not miss a day. Do not beat yourself up. I love what you said. You miss a day, good. No Pick baby. yourself up. Just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> it's the momentum. That's awesome. Well, Jamie, I really appreciate you being willing to be on camera, to be in a little hot seat and <laughs> share share something that, I mean, to be in a place where you're not happy with who you are, mm-hmm. to dare to dream differently, to back it with action, inspiring so thank you well thank you very much thank you for having me yep (laughs) and for everybody else we always close out with action based on this conversation i would ask you when this video stops give yourself 30 seconds just 30 seconds to look inward and assess how am i doing am i going down the right path if so awesome do you need to make a tweak I love how you just, I'm going back to that <laughs> that one where you just realize this isn't for me. It's okay to pivot. Mm-hmm. Do you need to pivot? Just keep moving. You know how in the book it, they talk about like you need all this accountability? Yeah. And like most people, when they want to reach a goal, they tell everybody about it because they think if everybody knows, I don't want to be embarrassed if I fail. Yeah. I'm the complete opposite. So I knew I wanted to quit smoking, but I was embarrassed about it because I was the only person on my team that smoked and nobody knew that I did. Oh. So I'm like writing out my 66 day challenge and I'm thinking, well, shoot, I'm supposed to write it down. Like, because I would normally hang it up on my wall. And so instead, I wrote a secret. <laughs> I wrote a secret. And so I didn't tell anybody about it until I was like maybe halfway through and I felt really good. Like, okay, I'm going to actually do it. And then I told people. And that is how I continued to do them. I kind of keep them to myself because I don't like being in the spotlight. So if there's a spotlight on me, it makes me freeze up. And if I feel frozen, then I just don't even try. So. I keep them to myself first, and then once I know it's going to stick, then that's when I tell people. And that's really worked for me. So I don't know if you've, if anybody's ever done it that way before, but... I don't know, but I love that. And I actually, yeah. hit, I actually hit record. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, the, did the officer you did that after? Yeah. They knew it was... You just yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> definitely when I was finished, I was very proud, and then I was comfortable Good. telling people. Yeah, and they were like, What? You, you did what? Nobody had any idea. Here's what I love about this conversation. 
a lot of the people who will interact with us inside mm-hmm. of our communities are the more um, bold personalities to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your body language, your tone of voice, the mindset, like, I can tell, you're, are you an introvert? I would say I'm an introvert and an extrovert. Okay. But I'm definitely not, um, I'm, I don't have a bold personality. Yeah. For sure. I don't like... Um, like I said, I don't like being in the spotlight. Right. I, I, I like being, you know, the supportive friend and mm-hmm. things like that. So. I think that's actually the majority of our people, but they're the ones who are in the background who aren't speaking up. And I mm-hmm. think you are going to resonate with them tremendously. Yeah. So that was the, that was actually the one thing that I really wanted to say is that there's there isn't just the one way to do the challenges. So. Well, you just said it. <laughs> Well, there you have it. The conversation with Jamie Farrago from our Time Blocking Mastery course. We hope that this brought value to you. Specifically, the things that stand out to me so much are think big, act small. Don't feel like when you are about to do your first 66-day challenge that you have to take on a massive habit that you need to break or, or form. Start with something that you actually can do. Momentum is everything. The second is feel free to make this your own. You just heard Jamie talk about how she does not publicly declare her goals. For her personality, that's not what works. We know so many of you who are in the Time Blocking Mastery community or the Living Your One Thing community. Um, we have, we certainly have people in there who are big personalities who feel very comfortable sharing things publicly. For many of you, we know the majority of you are the people who hang in the background, who watch who keep things to yourself. Give yourself permission to make this a unique journey for you. Every single episode we share with you, every single training we share with you, we want you to view as a handful of sand. If you were to be at the beach and you reached down and you grabbed the biggest hand of sand you could possibly imagine, as you stood up, you would realize there's so much sand that sifts through your fingers. And after a few seconds, you're left with the handful that remains in your palm that you're able to clasp your hand around and take with you. View our training, this guidance as that handful of sand. There are going to be things that are going to sift through your fingers. That's okay. You will get value if there is just one idea, one grain of sand that you are able to close your hand around, take with you, and take action on. That's the whole point. My question for you is, what's the one thing you are going to do based on this episode that would make everything else easier or unnecessary? Take a moment, pause the episode. Don't don't shift to the next podcast yet. Don't do it. Don't just consume content, take action. Pause, give yourself the permission to identify what that one thing is so you can act. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for investing your time your most valuable resource in this episode. We really appreciate it. If it has helped you, we hope that you will share this with someone who needs to hear it. As always, if you've not subscribed to this show, please do so. Click that button. That way, all future episodes automatically come to your device. You don't have to go and hunt for them. Save yourself the time. Let them come to you. And with that, we look forward to being with you in the next episode.